Amen. Those of you who can, please stand. Uh, page number 78. Redeemed. How I love to proclaim it. <clears throat> Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through His infinite mercy. His child and forever I am. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed. His child and forever I am. Redeemed and so happy in Jesus. No language my rapture can tell. I know that the light of His presence with me doth continually dwell. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeem, redeem, his child and forever I am. I think of my blessed Redeemer. I think of him all the day long. I sing for I cannot be silent. His love is the theme of my song. Redeem, redeem. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, His child and forever I am. I know I shall see in His beauty the King in whose law I delight, who lovingly guideth my footsteps and giveth me songs in the night. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. <coughs> redeemed, redeemed, His child and forever I am. <coughs> Amen. All righty. Uh, you gentlemen to come and we'll lift up our evening offering. Thank you for everyone that gives. All righty, Brother Dabs, if you don't mind, would you pray over our offering? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, just thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for your love and mercy, God. Yes, Lord. Father, we just thank you for all your blessings you've given yes. us this week. Now, Father, we ask that you would just be with those who are sick in the church, Lord, those that's going to have to have procedures, yes. Lord, be with each and every one. Father, we ask that you would just touch the pastor today, Lord, give him the words we need to hear. Now, Father, we ask that you would just bless this offering, Lord. You know the needs of the church. Yes. We ask that you would just supply each and every one. We ask all this in your precious and holy name. Amen. Amen.
Page number 79. <clears throat> 79. Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my sovereign die at the cross. Those of you that can, please stand. Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my Sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for such a worm as I? At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Was it for crimes that I had done, he groaned upon the tree. Amazing pity, grace unknown, and love beyond degree. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight. Now I am happy all the day. Well, might the sun in darkness hide and shut his glories in. When Christ the mighty maker died for man the creature's sin. At the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight and now I am happy all the day. But drops of grief can ne'er repay the debt of love I owe. Here, Lord, I give myself away, tis all that I can do. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. <clears throat> Amen. Well, I just want to bring out some thoughts this uh, afternoon. Um, just, uh, I don't know, just to kind of set the tone for the direction of... Um, you know where we've been. We've been talking about mercy, and we, a couple of weeks, we talked about the mind and everything like that. But uh, let's uh, take a look at at Hebrews chapter number thirteen. Thank the Lord's got me about forty percent settled there. Mm-hmm. Hebrews thirteen, chapter thirteen. Those of you that like coffee, that's the coffee book, Hebrews. I don't like coffee, but I like the book of Hebrews. 
Alrighty. Look at uh, uh, verse number one. We're just going to take a look at a few verses that are key. And uh, let brotherly love continue <clears throat> is what the Bible tells us here. And in our day, in our hour that we're in, we're not seeing that much, are we? Man, I mean, I'll just go ahead and be honest with you. Mankind just is getting more and more disrespect, not only to themselves, but they're doing it to, to, uh, to everyone else involved. And, you know, random acts of human kindness, you just don't see it anymore. And, uh, you know, and uh, you know that's like the other day, you know, I was telling y'all, I shared this with y'all, you know, I, I went in the convenience store and, the uh, the drink was already paid for. So I said, well, I said, okay. And then the lady told me, she said, it started yesterday. And I said, well, okay. I said, well, ring me up. And she said, for what? And I said, just go ahead and ring my drink up. And I said, when somebody else comes to the counter with a, you know, a 20-ounce drink, I said, it'll be, my, it'll be paid for. I'll, I'll, I'll buy one for somebody. And she looked at me and she said, wonder how long this is going to go. And I said, I don't know. But I said, there's nothing wrong with it, is there? People doing good for one another. And see, and this is what this verse of Scripture is saying. It said, let brotherly love continue. Why not? Why not? I mean, you know, hey, look, if you have and you can help, I mean, why not try to help somebody? <clears throat> it's one thing to be taken advantage of, but it's another thing to help somebody, you know. And... Uh, you know, brotherly love. You know, that's what, well, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, that's what all of us should be striving to do something good for somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See? Yep. Cheryl and I went in a restaurant over in Stoneville. We've never been in this place before. We've heard about it. And so one morning we decided that this is about a year ago. We just decided, okay, today's the day we're going over there to eat breakfast. We went over there to eat breakfast, went in there and ordered our breakfast and everything, ate, got ready to go to the cash register. The lady says, oh, somebody's already bought your breakfast. They, they saw that y'all were new and they wanted to buy you, coming in and they wanted to buy you breakfast. So see, that's what, you know, it, it, it's good. Don't it make you feel good when something like that? But see, it should make you feel good to return the favor. Amen? You know, not doing it with grudge or anything like that. You know, do it with a, a cheerful heart. God loves a cheerful, a cheerful giver. Amen? And, uh, you know, that's what, you know... Um, now, this this is just something that we that that all of us should be striving for to be a blessing to somebody else, amen. Especially in the uh, in the in the day and hour that we're in. <clears throat> Look at verse number five. I don't want to hit on number four because if I get on on marriage, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm probably gonna be there a while. <laughs> Especially when you start talking about that second sentence down there in the bed undefiled. You don't even want me to get on that with the society that we're in today. I could, 
I could go for an hour and a half on that right there, but I'm, I'm not going to do that today. Um, it says in verse number 5, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things, uh, such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Too many times we get called up in coveting things that we shouldn't even covet. I'll just be honest with you. I mean, you know, uh, it's sad that baseball and uh, softball and volleyball and football, you know, well, we're getting ready to go into football here in the next week or so if it, ain't, if it ain't already started. But the thing of it is all these balls get in the, in the way of, of what is trying to be done at the local church houses. And here's the sad part about it is all these uh, coaches and all this other stuff like that, they, they know that the churches are you know, trying to get things back in order from the pandemic that was planned for a couple, from a couple of years ago. And, and look at what they're doing. They're, they're, look, look at what what's going on. But it says here, let your conversation be without it. See, the conversations today, people covet too many things. Even in their conversations, they bring up stuff that they hold dear and, and near and dear. You never see anything about the Bible. They don't ever mention that being coveted. If you want to covet something, that's the thing you ought to covet. Your stinking cell phone ain't worth coveting. Amen. I preached a message one time in the church, and and got and they got mad. I still got it on the computer. Is your is your Bible as important as your cell phone? And uh, the thing of it is, though, you know, is it? You know, a lot of people treat the, the cell phone and everything like that. And let me tell you something. Whoa, howdy. Now, they treat that thing like it is like, you know, they're little G God. They can't live without that stinking cell phone. Well, let me tell you something. I've seen the time when I sure would love to get rid of mine. Especially at 1230 the other night when that boy of mine decided he's going to send me a picture of a stinking deer just on his corn pile. I told him, I told him plainly, I said, look, I said, I'll block you every single way under the sun if you send me another deer picture at 1230 at night again, period. I, I said, Don't, do not text me deer pictures that's on, the, uh, on your corn pile at 1230 at night no more. You know, that's, see, that's the stuff I deal with. You know, and people say, wonder, wonder why the preacher, he looks tired. Yeah, you know, think about this. It's quiet. Ceiling fans on. Floor fans on. Air conditioners on. Chainsaws running. And all of a sudden, whoop, whoop, comes through the room. That stinking train sound. That's when I know a text is coming through. And it's a deer picture. You See? Let your conversation, there. it needs to read for me, let your conversation be without murder. <clears throat> but it says, but it goes on, it says, look at this next thing. And it says, and be content with such things as you have. Life is short. In the book of James, it tells us plainly just how short our life is. It tells us plainly that our life is but a vapor. Here then vanisheth away. That's how quick our life is. 
Why are we harboring up on things that we can't change and we can't control when we should be just focused on the things that we can? Our families are dying and going to hell. How are we witnessing to them? Amen? That should be the main focus right now is our families. I would say right now in 2024, because I'm getting used to saying it because it's already past July, might as well go ahead and get in practice, okay? Here's the thing. Our families are dying and going to hell. What are we going to do? How are we going to change it? Amen? You know, and I'll say this too, and it still blows my little feeble mind, how somebody... That's got that can stand behind a pulpit with sixty six books and preach a forty five minute PowerPoint presentation about Community Baptist Church and Pastor Ray Mintz. Now I won't go ahead and tell y'all something. I would walk out of that church if I went there. Because that's the only thing that that preacher's got to preach on. Something's wrong. Our standards and everything that we have here and everything was brought up on a 45-minute PowerPoint presentation. Still blows my mind. But see, the thing of it is this, though. We need to be focused on things that we... Our conversations about the Lord, how we can how we can bring people to Christ and be content with what we got. Because I'm going to tell you something. When that verse of Scripture says that our life is but a vapor, it's just that. Our lives can change. I'm talking 490 degree turn in a matter of seconds. That's how quick. That's why we should be focused on the things of the Lord and and be thankful for what we do have. Amen? Let me just say this, and I'm going to move on. I got this written down in my Bible. Would it still be a blessing if we didn't have air conditioning? Wow. I got that written down here under uh, under verse number 5 in my notes. Would it still be a blessing if we didn't have A.C.? Now, I've been in a service in here before on Memorial Day, Jubilee Day, when the power went out. It went from comfortable, exciting, to uncomfortable, exciting, to very uncomfortable. And let's, you know, let's finish up the service that day, on that Memorial Day, that first Jubilee that we have, the power went out. But see, the thing of it is, though, would we still be that way? Look at verse number 6, and it, said, and it says here in verse number 6, so that we may boldly say, "The Lord is my helper, and I will fear I will not fear what man shall do unto me." A lot of people say that they do fear what man's going to do to them. It makes no difference what man's going to do. Man's going to say what man's going to say. People are going to do what people are going to do. But here, we just need to say, "Hey, look, by the grace of God, the Lord is my helper." And I'm just going to go by the grace of God. If we'll just do that, you know, everything that we do in our witness, we can, we can show people how to be saved by grace just by having the Lord 
as our helper. He's our helper. He, he, he's, look, he's, the Bible even goes as far as to say that he is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. So if he's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother, think, you know, think about what we have with Jesus. I mean, <clears throat> that's, that sticks closer than the butter that's on Brother Pruitt's biscuits that he invites people to come eat that never gets the baked and where we can come eat them. The saying, Brother Pruitt, there's been a lot of invitations, but there hadn't been no biscuit. The saying. Look at verse number seven. Remember them. This is the problem with society today. This is the problem with society. Remember them which have rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, who have whose faith follow concerning the end of their conversation. Law enforcement, people struggle with that. Bosses, people struggle with that. Not, I'm not even going to get into pastoral authority and things like that that people have problems with. All of that falls under this because you've got to remember them. If it says bring them up. We, we need to pray. We need to pray and pray earnestly for those that have a Look, I, I, I even hate to say this, but I, I, I do because of the fact that this, because the Bible commands us to. You know, I, I, I really do pray that Joe Biden does get saved by the grace of God. His only, that man's only hope, church, listen to me. His only hope is salvation in Jesus Christ. That's, look, you're saying, what do you mean? He's already been barred from his church. Catholic. He's been he's been. Permanently removed now. So you're, you go back to the old story back in school we all learned about, the man without a country. He's it. His only hope is in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and you're saying, well, 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 preacher, the evidence, we're see, you're exactly right. We're not seeing him do anything to give any acknowledgement to Jesus. You're exactly right. Can Jesus save him? Absolutely. Will Jesus save him? He has to ask. But see, the thing of it is this, though. What about this? <clears throat> let's, let's flip the coin. All right? What if nobody prayed for Brother Mike to get out of Duke Hospital? Yeah. See? That's what I'm saying. So see... Can God? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. There for a while, I was begging God. He's here today. Yeah. All right? Can God for Joe Biden? Yeah. yeah, he can. Don't there have to be a desire? Yeah. Don't there have to be a wanting? Yeah. That's what I, my Bible. Now, right, hold on a minute. Well, there's one other thing. One other thing. Don't John 6.44 come to mind in this situation? 
Because the Bible says in John 6, 44, hey, unless the Father draw. If there's no drawing, see, it stays the same. That's why I'm saying, church, you know, we need to, you know, this verse of Scripture, verse 7, is, 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 is very important to remember. And, and it's just not, it's, it's, it's local government, it's state government, it's national, it's international, it's the law enforcement. Anything, but see, the problem is, though, nobody, nobody likes to be corrected. Because why? It's uncomfortable when you're, when you're corrected, isn't it? It's uncomfortable. Nobody wants the boss man to come up there and tell you, say, well, I'm going to tell you something. You really botched that up. Way to go. See? So it's like, you know, like when I dented the, the new company truck. I pulled into the parking lot, and I walked around to the back, and Went around to the side and everything, took the picture, sent it to the boss. I said, hey, look, this is your back, left hand, fender, and bumper, and tailgate, courtesy of the post. And, I, that's, and he, had, he emailed me back, and he says, what are these pictures of? And I, I said, it's self-explanatory in the email. And he told me, he called me, he says, look, he said, how's the post? <laughs> he said, I said, the post, I said, it's, it, it's uh, the, the family's grieving. <laughs> he told me, he said, honesty. I said, yeah. I said, look, I, I hit it. I said, it was, I, I couldn't see it in the camera. I said, when I was backing up, I didn't know the post was there. Did not know it. The glare blinded it and everything. I didn't see it in the rearview mirror, nothing. He said, honesty. He said, man, there's no correction here. And I said, hmm. I said, well, I believe in honesty. I said, I'm going to be upfront and personal. And he said, well, he said, I appreciate that. But see, the thing of it is this, though. But see, here's the thing. All of us, as a Christian, that should be what we want to be. We should all, all of us be upfront. We should be straight with no gray areas. And at those of us that are at work, a Christian should be, if they're not at the top, they need to be close to it. Attendance, it shouldn't be people, mine and Sister uh, Pam's age, being the head ones and Sister uh, Lynn, all of us our age, it shouldn't be us being at the top of the list on attendance and performance. We're at the end of our uh, end of our row. It's the young people that should be stepping up and being out there working and being faithful and being in, in attendance and everything like that at the workplace. And you know what they're doing? They're sitting there with their stinking cell phones, laptops and stuff, doing absolutely nothing, being a hindrance to their parents and everything when they should be out there getting themselves a good job and they're making a living. <clears throat> Amen. And I'll tell you, I'll stay, I'll stand with it, because that's how that's that's the truth. But see, the, and, and Sister Pam and I have had several conversations about it, 
And it, and it, that's what it is. It's sad when a when a, a business has to close because of the fact that people are so sorry that it won't show up for work. Amen. That was all free. <laughs> but see, the thing of it is this, though, all joking aside, a Christian that goes to work in the workplace should not be a mouthy Christian. They shouldn't be backbiting and they shouldn't be gossiping and all this other stuff. They should be a straight-laced worker that is doing their job to the best of their ability. And they should, if they're not at the top, they should be right at it constantly, all the time. And if a, a Christian is murmuring and doing all these things like that, the only thing I can say on that right there is shame, shame on that Christian person for being that way at work. That's enough for the workplace. I'll move on. And then we'll end it at verse number 8. Very familiar passage of Scripture. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. He will never change. He cannot change. He won't change. You can't make Him change. They have changed His Word to adapt there, but the Word of God still stands true today. And I'll go ahead and say this. My foot hurts. I'm getting ready to clean something up on Facebook. Yeah. Is that picture look good, sister? Okay. You know who you know who you are. I'm gonna call you Mr. Missionary Man. You should be ashamed. For toting the King James Bible and having your picture made and published on Facebook in front of the LGBTQ flag. God have mercy on your soul. Amen, Bob. You're right. I will not stand for it. My Bible preaches against it. My Bible teaches against it. I stand against it. I preach against it. And I will not support any type of missionary work where this junk like this is allowed. Because of why? Jesus Christ had it written and sealed in His book and it's the same as it was 400 plus years ago when the King James Bible was given to us, it's the same as it was 10 years ago, and it's the same as it is today. It is wrong, and it's an abomination. Church, this is the society that we're in today. We need to be just like verse number 8. Steadfast, unmovable, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday. We need to be the same yesterday. Today, we need to be the same as we as we were yesterday. We need to be it today. 
And then when tomorrow comes, we need to be the same way that we were today. We need to be the same way tomorrow. We need to be the same way that we are, and we need to be telling people about Jesus Christ. And we don't need to be wavering. We don't need to be floundering. If you And look, we need to be pointing them to the way of the cross. It's plain and simple. You're saying, well, I don't know how to lead somebody to Christ. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Let me give you a good helping tip. Go right out the doors right there and right there and stop on the table on your left and pick you up a red gospel track that's got a red question mark on it. Read it, study it, meditate, and memorize it. That'll teach you exactly what you need to do to lead somebody to Christ. Because it has a checklist of things that you need to do. It's the simplest track that there is in church. We need to be the same. We need to be the same. Why? Why? Because Jesus Christ did. That's how he was when his earthly ministry, he was always the same. He never changed. That can, that, that can be us. How can, you're saying, well, preacher, I, how can it be me? Take the Bible. The Bible's written two ways. For you and to you. This is written to you and apply it to your life. It's that simple. It's called life application. You just take what's written and apply it. I can't do that. Well, then we have, to, we have other verses of Scripture that we need to deal with you with. One of those would be, am I saved? Because, see, a true, saved, born-again believer will let their conversations be pleasing unto the Lord. And they'll be trying to direct others to Christ. So, my thoughts from Hebrews 13. Father, we thank you for another good day. Thank you, Lord, for everything you do. Lord, I ask you now to let us have a good evening, some rest. And, Father God, I just... uh, Humbly and feebly just ask for prayer for my my dear cousins back home, uh, Phil Eaton and his wife and family in this time. Lord, uh, the end is near, but the good thing about it is, Lord, uh, when he exhales his last breath on this earth, I can't imagine what that next inhale is going to be like in heaven. So, Lord, uh, thank you for everything that you do for us. Lead God and direct us. Keep us safe during the work week. Lead us back Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. All hearts and minds clear. Signify by standing, please. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. Amen. I know.